Hey, Hyvie and Steve here with a quick note about our incredible sponsor, Timeless Pints. Timeless Pints is now taking reservations for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They've got food trucks available so you can enjoy a lovely outdoor meal along with the best beer in Southern California while safely socially distancing from other beer lovers and still keeping your germs and all of your appendages to yourself. I'm talking to you, Nico. God, Nico! Stacy, Chris, and Mary have tables set up outside with a TV and the game on. But most importantly, it's about the beer. They've got light beer, dark beer, stouts, porters, Belgians, IPAs. It's all brewed locally in Lakewood, on site at Timeless Pints. What more do you want? Timeless Pints is open for growler fills on Wednesday and Thursday. They are closed Monday and Tuesday to recharge and brew more of the best beer in Southern California just for you. To make reservations for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, call or text the Timeless Pints hotline at 714-309-1254. Again, that's 714-309-1254. And you can also follow Timeless Pints on Twitter at Timeless Pints. And when you make it down there for a growler fill on Wednesday or Thursday or a reservation on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, be sure to tell them that the Wretched Hive sent you. Welcome to the Wretched Hive podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland space Force. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Two weeks from today, guys, two weeks from today, as we launch the show, The Mandalorian Season 2 debuts on Disney+, and we are here to talk about that and all other things Star Wars, because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, October 16th, 2020, episode 163 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire cast is reunited, and it feels so good, and let's get it started. With the Wookiee co-pilot, his name would be Greg Lent. Wookiee co-pilot is muted, and he's muted. I didn't. That, that was that was that was totally my fault. I was muted during the intro. <laughs> That's and okay. Then, I, and then Kara came up with with cats. So. I'm so excited to see you. It's been so long that I didn't even care. I was just like, I'm sure he's going to get around to talking eventually. You know, and I was just sitting here just yelling, Stevie, been so long since I've been on the show. I'm so happy to be back. It has been a long time. The long national nightmare that is my office move is completed. I have relocated from one portion of Southern Orange County to another portion of Southern Orange County where the Internet connection is so much better and you can actually drive like a normal person to get there. Wait a minute, your your office move is the national nightmare that everyone's talking about. Okay, it's I didn't, my national nightmare, yes. I didn't realize that. Okay, all right. It's all over MSNBC, CNN. There's every a big QAnon post about it. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Wow, yeah. okay. I didn't realize that was your office move. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing okay. It's complete. We're all good. Everything Excellent. is secure. Situation normal, guys. How are you? How are you? How are you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy is good. He is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Scott Ivansky. Good evening, 
Steve, how you doing, man? Uh, I am so great. excited to be here. <laughs> I uh, I oh. am delirious right now uh, mm -hmm. from not having any sleep for about four or five days. I've been working so much. Whoa, which is crazy. Uh, and but being very safe, I, I want that to be out there. I'm a very safe worker. You have not slept for four or five days. You need yeah. to. Um, yeah. There's there's this stuff called Ambien that I highly recommend. No, it works. <laughs> Alcohol. It's amazing. It's been my uh, my my choice of uh, keeping me going through all this. No, I just got a lot of stuff going on. I'm super excited, super pumped about a bunch of uh, projects I'm working on, and I am most excited about being back with you guys talking all things Star Wars. So let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Also on the show tonight, he's the captain of the. You know it. Nico Rodriguez! Hi, guys. Hi, Nico. Hey. Hey, hey hi. How are you? Fuck you, Scott. That wasn't a Wookiee. No, it was not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it was. I was just excited. I'm on cloud nine today, really, guys. I've had. Uh, is that on... a new drug that all the uh, millennials are taking? Is that why yeah. you've been up for four or five days in a row? Because you're on cloud nine. Is that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually on the download Scott's dealer. But <laughs> where's my Molly? Damn it! Mm. <laughs> oh but yeah. Today was a really good day. Uh, the last couple months has been pretty shitty at work, and uh, a lot of pieces fell into place today that felt really good. And, uh, AKA, and it's... he got people fired. <laughs> no, but I'm working <laughs> that, that on it. That has happened, though. <laughs> that has happened. I have had to fire somebody, and we're working on, you know, trying to get somebody back into shape so they don't get fired. But things are not looking up for them. To apparently, be right. apparently, when you need it, when you and, and when you need a hammer to fall, you call Nico. Is apparently what you what's, do. Uh, <laughs> what's 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 looking up more, Nico? This uh, this employee's chances or the country's uh, COVID response plan? What's looking up more at this point in time? I think that 100% of movie theaters will open at 100% capacity before this employee figures out what the fuck they're doing with their life. Wow. Are you insane? Oh, wow. That, that is harsh and cold. Oh. All right, let's... Let, so much right now, buddy. Let's not pull it. Let's not have this be HR talk here. We got we to gotta move on. And... HR hive. <laughs> Finally, it has been brought to our attention that many of you on the internet have made a mockery of QAnon. Oh boy, we have. <laughs> because QAnon has accurately predicted all of this. Mm. Dave! From Hillary Clinton and her emails. Under no circumstances. <laughs> QAnon accurately predicted 9-11 just 20 years after it happened. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Should you ever. And while we cannot tell you what will happen in the future, we will most undoubtedly take credit for it. <laughs> and I mean. Because we are like a shittier Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> ever. We are like a pedophile obsessed Nostradamus because everyone you know, everyone is a pedophile. Uh, call him. <laughs> look to your left. Now look to your right. You are a pedophile. Harry. 
And there's only one man who can save you, and his name is Donald J. Trump. Potter. What? What? Wow, he has never done anything selfless in his life. He is here to save you. Ah. Oh, wow. Um, I welcome to the show, I guess, Dave. It's uh, all garbage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, QAnon. Like, seriously, whoever created QAnon needs to just declare him or herself the Pope, turn it into a religion like Dianetics, and start monetizing this shit. I mean, just just stop with the first act of your commerce plan at this point and, and move on to the money-making part. All right, it is phase three make profit you have the underpants it's fine move on i i just want i i for the same reason i don't un- wear underwear you said so I, I just want to say that i'm so glad that we're at the point right now where we're rebooting the trump administration plan because we we've we've rebooted the but her emails to but is he but his emails as of today so thank god that means it's almost over so thank you for that intro, Greg. That was very topical, very timely. I'm proud to have that intro. Thank you to you, my favorite rebel scum, Stevie B, for the uh, wonderful intro as well. And good right, afternoon. Very welcome. Good, good morning to you wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. I'm going to go a little long tonight on my intro because I, I missed a show, so I feel like I'm entitled to talk about a couple of things here. The first one I got a hit Jesus, on. who was on the show last time? The first one I got a hit on is, of course, the Dodgers-Braves playing in the playoffs because I, I, everybody here is a Dodgers fan, and I love to make fun of them for it. The Dodgers and the Braves in the, the playoffs, in the National League Championship, no less, that is, if there is a team out there that has choked away more opportunities for a World Series ring than the Dodgers, it is absolutely the Atlanta Braves. So this, this series, I look at as the movable force you know, meets the resistible object. <laughs> as we as we record this, the Braves are up two one on the Dodgers, and really the only thing surprising about that to me is Kershaw did not pitch one of the two games that the Dodgers lost. He was a late he was a late scratch, as I recall. But Steve hey, Kershaw is a great playoff pitcher for the first five innings. All right. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, hey, if the Dodgers game plan is to get this to, you know, to win the next game, to take it to a best of three series with Kershaw pitching one of those three games, that is not what I would call the best winning strategy I've ever heard of in baseball. I'm just throwing that out there based on past performance. But a serious question, Steve. The the sixth beetle of the wretched hive. Yeah. Captain America himself, Chris Evans. Right. He is a He's a Braves fan, is he not? He and I have a lifelong bet about the Dodgers and the Braves. Yes, he he grew up in the South. I grew up in L.A. Our bet is whoever wins the World Series first, his team or my team, the loser, the other team, the other guy, has to grow a Tom Selleck mustache for a month. You're almost there already. All you got to do is shave the beard and you're already there. Uh, well, but I got to let that thing grow for a month. Yeah. Yeah, so, there, there's you, you've there's got the starters. Yeah, it, but it's serious. Um, well, he's 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 one of those guys. He's like Homer Simpson. You know, it sh- he shaves and like pops out again, so he can grow that <laughs> thing like that. I'll take a while, but uh, yeah, we've got a huge lifelong rivalry, uh, but Dodgers Braves. So yeah, so, this so series is big for us. Do you, do you have a side bet on the series since since you're facing each other for the right to play in the World Series? You know, we actually don't. Um, we're we're being a little sheepish with each other around this. We text a little bit about it, but I think we both know there's so much writing on it. It's sort of like um, bragging rights for at least the next year 
that are, you know, one guy's team beat the others in, in the NLCS. And so we're sort of walking on eggshells around each other <laughs> talking so it, about it. it um, is, the, so yeah. is the bet based on the teams beating each other or is the bet based off of which team wins the World Series first? Yeah, so uh, the, the the bet is which team wins the World Series first. Doesn't matter oh. if we, yeah. Um, and the other, we, the other one, whoever uh, has the better record at the end of the regular season buys the other guy dinner. So that's our other bet. That happens every year. But the World Series bet is real. And, you know, the Dodgers had an excellent, there's the, there's the Tom Selleck mustache. Um, is that Tom Selleck? That's me. Oh, that's you. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. Wow. Hey, that's, it's like, uh, are we in heaven? No, it's Iowa. Is that Tom <laughs> Selleck? No, it's Scott Ivansky. Um, um, we, uh, yeah, th- this series is huge for, for, for me and Chris and, uh, boy, it's, there's some serious bragging rights on the line right now, for sure. Nice. So I was gonna say, so based off the best record, you've had a lot of free dinners the past like ten years, haven't you? I, I have. I have <laughs> I, I have benefited from really good Dodger teams. Uh but this year, boy, the, the the Braves line up really well with the Dodgers as we were talking on the pre-show. So they we they've we've got the depth in pitching, but their lineup is strong. Really good Braves. It is. It is. It's very so, explosive. So the other thing I feel like I I, I need to touch on. I feel a little dirty saying that after the QAnon intro now, though, is just to acknowledge that this is our second to last show before the revolution starts. <laughs> yeah, we're going to record one more before the revolution hits us. So, okay. do, 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 do I need to do a mini electoral college revival show real quick to talk about what's happening mm-hmm. and where things are at? Or, or, or do we just want to give it a pass and, and wait on that for a little bit? I'm, or just, I'm you, throwing it out there. Or, or do you want to prep and do it next week, and we can we can promote the wretched hive goes political <laughs> on the thirtieth. God, that's I, what everybody's I, been dying for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's truth there. Uh, I almost think that you should do it now for the fine people who are listening, so they can so they can plan their ballots now. Because if they're listening on October thirtieth, it's too fucking late. Get your no, votes in, not. people. It, it's not David on October 30th. You can still go and vote in person wherever you are in the country. If you're not planning on voting in person, yes, get your ass in gear right now and make things happen. But Dave, I know I'll in California, the deadline for voter registration is actually Monday. So I'll just throw that out there. You still have time. If you're listening to this podcast in real time and live in California and are not registered to vote, you still have time to make a difference. Yep. God damn it, you better do it. And if you're doing it, if you're doing mail-in votes, ballottracks.net, you can find out everywhere your ballot's going. So you're safe. You're good. If you're voting for a third-party candidate, I will come to your house and fucking beat you up. I'll just I'll throw that out there right now. <laughs> that here. ballot tracking works also. I actually registered for it and um, got a notification that my ballot was coming. When I sent it in, I dropped it off at one of the official mailboxes, not one of the unofficial ones. That Controversial one the- unofficial ones. Yes. Um, Can I call and, it a Trump mailbox? And then, and then I got a notification in my email saying that, hey, we've received your vote and it will be counted. So, Dave, why don't you give a little primer, give a little preview of uh, the Wretched Hive Goes Political, and then you'll have a little more time on the 30th to sort well, of air out in more detail. If, if the election were held today, based on everything that I can see, Joe Biden would win. I think we would know election night Joe Biden would win. It would just be a question of how many states would he win. 
I will also say, depending on how close it is, Pennsylvania looks like it is being primed to go full Florida. Like for anybody who lived through the Florida 2000 recount, if this thing is fucking close, Pennsylvania is going to make us all wish it was as civilized as 2000. Hey, my family's from Pennsylvania and they're not. So, yes, I agree with you 100 percent, Dave. That if, if it's a close election, Pennsylvania is going to be the linchpin of either candidate winning a close election. And that is not good news for the other 49 states in the District of Columbia. Yep. Because believe it or not, Florida has improved and actually probably will declare a valid you can stick with it winner on election night, whoever it will be. So what about the other states, the other key states that we, we saw uh, go – to the Republicans last last North, uh, North election. Carolina, uh, Arizona, Michigan, North Carolina, uh, uh, Wisconsin, all those sort of um, the Great Lake states. The, the big three that cost Ohio. Hillary the election, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, if it were being held today, I I don't see how Joe Biden loses those states if it was held today. There is still a lot of time and anything can happen. But the leads that Biden has in all of those states are more than what Hillary Clinton had at this point in the race last year. And if you look at how Trump won those three states, uh, none of them by a point. They were all they were 0. 0.2, 0. 0.7 and 0. 0.8 percentage points. And Biden's up by something like seven, eight and nine, depending on which state it is. Even if the polls are off like they were then, there's there's still enough wiggle room there for Biden to carry the states. And if he carries those three, the rest don't matter. But I'm going to be keeping an eye on North Carolina. I'm going to be keeping an eye on Florida. Uh, those will tell us some really early tales. South Carolina is also going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. In the Midwest, I'm going to be watching Kansas as a surprise for everybody. I know everybody's uh, hooked on Texas and what it's going to do. I'm much more interested in what the uh, state house elections in Texas are going to yield as opposed to the statewide results in Texas. And uh, if you're really interested in putting some money on things and staying up late, look for that Senate race in Alaska because I don't think anybody knows who's going to win that thing. <coughs> awesome, Dave. All right. We're going to give you some more airtime on the 30th, so prepare for that. But uh, that's how you do it, people. That's political jump. fucking up former, right now. Former White House intern Dave Potter laying it down on the Wretched Hive podcast. Uh, and, guys, if you want to hear more from Dave – just call us and leave a message with a question. That's all you have to do. You can call the Wretched Hive hotline and ask Dave whatever you want at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell hive. you goddamn right. And you can also find us online at wretchedhivepodcast.net where you can stream every single one of our shows starting from episode one and two which i do not recommend you do but you can if you ever get the inkling to and you can also go and find us online at facebook that's facebook.com forward slash wretched hive podcast yes i can i just did it and you can also find us on twitter at um, Wretch Hive Pod. At get, Wretch Hive. Get there before the fact checkers take us down. <laughs> That's right. All right. We do have some stories to cover. I can't wait for this. Let's jump right in, peeps. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Dave, that was fun. That reminds me of. Uh, of the show that we did for uh, maybe 12 or 14 episodes or something. 
Um, when I ran out of time and you ran out of patience with me. <laughs> that was good, though. That brought back good memories of, of our efforts with that. Um, guys, Mandalorian is two weeks away. Season two. two weeks away. Season Woo! two. As Dave quipped, which is one of the best lines I've heard about this, you know, at least we'll have something to watch during the revolution. Um, and uh, no lie, no lie. Lucas, Lucasfilm <laughs> confirmed the one that bit there of there will be a I revolution. Have, that there will be a revolution. Uh, Lucasfilm confirmed that it will be. They are holding to the same broadcast pattern. So every Friday, we will have a new episode of The Mandalorian, which I love that serial release every week i just i look yes. forward to it every week i hate i you know screw you and you're binging your shows i just i want something to look forward to all week long and for me uh the mandalorian was it how do you guys feel about the friday releases you know oh, yeah. i'm gonna start um and i'm gonna step right all over nico there so shut up child um <laughs> You know, I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to jump in on this real quick. It's like I think... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I usually actually, Steve, I have to disagree. I kind of like the binging yeah. of the shows, but I very much appreciated The Mandalorian and their week release schedule, and I am looking forward to it again. There won't be any funky Wednesday release because there's no Star Wars movie to step on uh, this year. So we'll get straight every Friday, right. week after week, Mandalorian new episodes, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, Nico, you like that too. I, 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 I take it. Yeah, I feel like, especially right now with the world the way it is, and oh, so many people who are at home all the time. If they were to release the entirety of the season all at once, there would be spoilers for the the season finale on day one. People would go, and there's assholes on the internet who would do it, who would just go and watch the last episode. Wait, 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 and then, I resent that, sir. <laughs> there's people who would have private facebook chat groups who would post pictures of blue dragon eyeballs <laughs> and just spoil shit for people who That's, would do that who would do that assholes, assholes on the internet the so funny um so yeah having the weekly thing you know gives the people who don't have time you know those of us who are gainfully employed still um to catch up on stuff yeah. By the way, for you new listeners, the blue-eyed dragon moment was a major spoiler of the uh, the the um, The Walking Dead, the wa- Game, of, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, uh, the Game of Thrones dragon that became uh, an ally of the White Walkers, uh, and Nico hadn't seen it and was uh, spoiled. No, 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 no. telling it all wrong. Oh, <laughs> Nico, <sorry>. Nico <laughs> was the first person to see it. Ah, um, sorry, I blew there it. Was, there, was a, there was a leak yeah, it, of that episode like yeah. three or four days early, and I found a smuggled copy of it and watched the show um, like three or four days early, and I took a picture of just an eyeball. That's all. It was just an eyeball. I posted it in the chat that we have for probably about two and a half or three minutes, and then I took it down. But Dave happened to be looking at his phone, I think, right in those two-minute windows and saw it. And uh, the well, world burned and, for and, a few and, weeks. And, the, and the, <laughs> the, the, the genesis of that actually is related to The Walking Dead because Nico did that in revenge because we had spoiled the Glenn dying in The Walking Dead on Nico is what had happened. I knew there so was a gap there. <laughs> which, which, which one was an accident. 
It was a legit accident. Even though going into talking about that, I said, guys, I haven't seen this yet. And, and two, I wasn't the one who actually unleashed that spoiler on Well, I didn't unleash the spoiler on you directly either, Dave. I put it out there for all of you to get fucked. But, but, but Nico, Nico, your, your intention was to screw us over. That was your intention. I love how we're well, relitigating this like four anybody, years after Anybody <laughs> could literally, you can Google search blue eyeball and post any blue eyeball it yeah, could, because who, not knowing you know that the, the dragon spoiler? died, <laughs> I would just Google glue, blue eyeball, just because. I would just boo-boo glue eyeball. <laughs> Did you say boo-boo? All right. Blue All right. Guilty! <laughs> Fine, whatever. Uh, moving on. Um, yeah, spoilers suck. <laughs> can, can we talk about the Wretched Hive episode one some more? Uh, oh, <laughs> the First Order. Um, second order, the guys. There, order. Oh, the second, the second order. That's right. <laughs> fist order. <laughs> <laughs> guys, there was a story that I want to spend a little time on because it is relevant to this. You know, we're talking about the Mandalorian, which is arguably some of the best Star Wars we've seen. Um, you know, since Rogue One. Let's face it. Um, yeah. And uh, there is an article that uh, brought up some of the not so great moments that have come out of the sequel trilogy. This is a Screen Rant article called The Ten Cringiest Moments in the Star Wars Sequel Trilogy. And I wanted to run this down, and I isolated some of these moments, and I can't wait to get your reaction. So I'm just going to run down the top ten cringiest moments, according to ScreenRant.com. What ranking is Steve talking about Daisy Ridley? Um, number 10, <laughs> number 10 is the token same sex kiss. Uh, I don't think that was very cringy, but you know, whatever it was in the rise of Skywalker. They really talked about, uh, uh, breaking the LGBTQ barrier and having a gay character in star Wars. And they had a li- literally like a three second kiss on screen between two girls, Matt, you know, whatever. I don't I mean, think it, it was cringy. It, yeah. I, I, it, I would, the token part. Yeah, the token has has yeah. has some weight because it did it did feel just like oh look we did this here feeling to it as opposed to for titillation or it would bother people or anything like that. So I you would know, so I, I would say I, I would sorry Greg I wouldn't say that the moment itself was cringy, the the way they handled it and the buildup yeah maybe was cringy yeah, yeah. sorry Greg yeah. I I have not seen this list so I'm not going to say anything else but there are uh, I think. Many other moments in that movie that are much, much more cringeworthy than uh, than right. the same sex kiss, which it, you know it was it was fine, whatever. It, I didn't I didn't think it was cringeworthy at all. But okay, number ten, I all mean, right, fine. Chewbacca being on the heretofore unseen other ship that didn't get destroyed—that was a much more cringeworthy moment. That is not <laughs> on this list, actually. It should. It fucking should be. It should be. All right, we're gonna file a complaint. Uh, number nine of number nine. Of ten, number nine, uh, Kylo Ren's childish outbursts. And I have to admit, when I when I first saw Kylo Ren, you know, the temper tantrum, uh, in in Force Awakens, sure, yeah, Force Awakens, yeah, a little bit, a little bit cringy, but I think it fits the character. It yeah. follows. He's worked. he's he's Grandpa's boy. Anakin was throwing fits in Episode two and three, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And he wanted to be Grandpa so bad, he was just yeah. like him. So I think that fits the character. Well, and I Perfect. think... Yeah. yeah, I was going to go to Tasha Station and pick up some power converters. I mean, Luke you know, through fits? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, this is a good one. I have this clip isolated. Uh, here's the uh, the mama joke. Listen to this. You can he hear me? Hugs? He can. With an H? Skinny guy? Kind of pasty? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Look, I can't hold forever. If you reach him, tell him Leia has an urgent message for him. I believe he's tooling with you, sir. About his mother. There is a mama joke in a Star Wars movie that's uh, Poe Dameron talking to General Hux in The Last Jedi. I know that one really just rankled your feathers there, Steve. I know you really had a had a, had a sore spot one for that whole one right there. Uh, it's probably my number one. I, I can't I cannot stand that they and Scott agrees with me. He's got the uh, Oh yeah. What I, I I don't know why this thing doesn't it won't go down. <laughs> it won't go down. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't I didn't know it did that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, really really cheesy. Uh, number seven. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is and this one is started by you know who. See if you can pick it up. Oh, they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. Uh. Didn't they, they already fly? Uh, that's from The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, episode nine. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I don't find any of these that bad, guys. Are we? No. Are we all well, that sensitive? The mother, the mother joke was was a little. Like I, I, if you're making a cringeworthy list, I agree with that being on the list. Yeah. I, I like it. 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 It feels con- too contemporaneous to me to be Star Wars. It, but by the same token, it also set a tone really early on, like, oh, this is not a Star Wars movie like you're used to seeing. Yeah, I think you can kiss your point. Trade Federation goodbye. But the, yeah, but the rest of these are, <laughs> I, I agree with you, they're not that, they're not really that cringeworthy. All right. Again, then again, this is a screen rant list, so hey. Yeah, hopefully they get more cringeworthy from here on out. Here's number, si- here's number six. You're a pocket in the system. Let's go, Chrome Dome. Chrome Dome. Chrome Dome number six. Um, yeah. Whoever wrote this list has a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite, but I mean, Walking Rug. They use. Walking Carpet it, out of my way. Yeah. yeah, like. Nah. Nah. All right. Is it a bad joke? Sure. Is it cringe worthy of an internet list? Okay, but but Nico, you got a good point. Let me let me just say, I think it's the way that they're handling it and the and the delivery and how it everything's executed. That's the problem that I have a, a lot with the sequel trilogy. So, you know, I I just don't feel like they committed into certain things like that. Honestly, like a story. Yeah, like a story. <laughs> that, that's the first thing. But even like you know, you, you Leia's delivering that that joke and you feel it. Like you feel. Her frustration at that moment, you don't feel like, oh, that's a cheesy, you know, joke somebody said in 1977 or 76 or something like that. You just in in our our time, our era. And that's what made it feel real. These just feel like they weren't like getting it and they couldn't deliver on it. So it, did, me, it didn't pull you. The walking carpet didn't pull you out of the movie. 
Right. Like that. We, of course, we were nine, but, you know. But it, it, Scott, you, I think you hit it on the head if I can jump in on you for just a second. Yeah. I think you made a great observation in that Carrie Fisher's delivery of that line was all about her frustration in the moment. It yeah. was a joke line, but she stayed focused in her delivery on the emotion she felt. And that's what makes it work as opposed to like, oh, no, I know it's I know it's the line. And there's a there's just a little bit of that. Yeah. that give to the camera like they don't have the self-realization while they're delivering it they're actually still in character and you really feel that moment for that and that's what that you're right you're right i love that you pointed that out dave thank you you no you pointed out man i'm just i'm pointing out <laughs> what you pointed out yeah <laughs> i'm gonna point out that you pointed out what he pointed out i'm hoping uh, you point out number four soon number yeah five, <laughs> five number five five is oh, five. I, I didn't love it but i don't I didn't think it's, nah, it's okay. Ray and Ben Solo's kiss of life and death at the end of. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd call it cringe, but it just like didn't fit. I don't have a clip, no clip here. Cause there's, I no was waiting yet. for the clip. I yeah, got start. one. <laughs> Hold on. A little let me get, let me get. Steven Gregg spontaneously <laughs> did that together. Let yeah. me get my, let me get my bowl of. Hot mac and cheese. Oh, Thank God we're, um, <laughs> hey, so, we're recording video too, so we can put that clip out there if we need. Nico, what, what was forever? What was weird about it for you? That came after the the announcement that, like, they're basically wait, yeah, they're aren't they like family? Well, she renames herself Ray Skywalker after she makes out with him. First. One's a Palpatine, one's a Skywalker. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no. Palpatine and Darth Vader were never related. You know, it's cringeworthy. But, but, but Anakin was created by Palpatine in Shmi through his use of the Force. So that's where it came from. He created Anakin Skywalker, and then he cloned himself, and then that clone had Rey. So technically, they share a grandpa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This well, one okay, has... a oh, grandpa sorry. and a great grandpa. Yeah. But again, but yeah. we, had, we had Star Wars and we had Empire, and both of them had Luke and Leia macking on each other. So that was before uh, uh, we knew mm-hmm. that they were brother and sister. Same. Same here, though. You can say the same here. Okay. No, because okay. they found out. They found okay. out that she was a Palpatine, and then they killed uh, Chiefs or whatever, and then. They started macking. They uh, knew already where Ray came from and how she was made. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. And and didn't who had the who had the visions in the excuse me in the comic book of where the vision isn't in Star Wars. He's in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> wow. One division, right? <laughs> coming coming out soon. Oh, I've completely disrupted poor Nico. He's got no train of thought left. No, that's all right. Let, that's <laughs> they're they're <laughs> related. That's why it's fucking weird. That, that, right, train just... of thought went, that train of thought went on for longer than I thought it was going to. I'm not going to lie. This <laughs> one, number all four. of you motherfuckers still owe me a case of beer for knowing that she was a <laughs> uh, We're, we're going to get to that, by the way. Number four, uh, number four. This one pulled me out of the movie, like yanked my chain. Listen to this. We've decoded the intel from the First Order spy, and it confirms the worst. 
somehow Palpatine returns. He can barely see say the line. He can barely get the. I can barely say the line. He can yeah. barely get it out. He can barely. You see him stru- Like he's like, do I have to really speak this line? He sounds somehow, like he's about to laugh. Somehow Palpatine is returned. It's just. Uh. If only he had played Fortnite, he would have known this. <laughs> I know. That's right. That's right. That's number four. Do you think uh, there's a Do you think there's a gag take of him somewhere saying somehow Voldemort returned? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number three and three and two. I do not have clips for number three. Ooh, Scott, you're gonna love this one. Rose interrupts Poe's sacrifice because of love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anything you throw out from last jedi you know i'm probably going to be jumping all over that shit so yeah. yeah that that really bothered me that's one of the many things that bothered me from that film but yeah it didn't bother me but i will say that was the world's most awkward on-screen kiss i think i've ever seen in my entire life yeah more more than the the ray and and uh kylo ren thing yeah it was yeah. And, and i don't know if it's if i i okay cringeworthy i'll go for it but for me it was just really it was very awkward i'm like what's happening right now they, yeah. had, they had two people who did did not look like they wanted to touch each other yeah there's a still on my uh on my browser here that i'm looking at and it it looks awkward it just it just um they're looking at each other in this pensive way and and I remember feeling the same thing. It just didn't feel, it, it felt manufactured. Well, I get what you guys are saying about that moment. The message that she delivers out of that moment, which is that mm-hmm. we need to stop destroying the things that we hate and start saving the things that we love. Yeah. I loved, loved, loved that line and that thought. And honestly, that's something that the world could use a little more of right now. Yeah, I agree with you there. It, it's so, it, was, it didn't need the exclamation point of a forced kiss, though. Right, right. Correct. There's a better way to deliver that moment. And you're right, Dave. That That is a great line and a great moment for that. But like we're all saying, that was unbelievably awkward. And it actually took away from that line for me to see that. They didn't have to force that on us if it wasn't going to be something that they panned out in the next film. Certainly. I mean, where the hell did that storyline go? So out of curiosity, real quick for you guys. Would that moment still be as awkward for you if they had actually followed up on on the moment in the next movie? Because it does just feel like, oh, that was setting up for a storyline, and then we get to the next movie, it's like, oh, wait, what happened? No, I don't know. They wrote they wrote Rose out. They yeah. kind of wrote yeah. her out of the next film completely. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if yeah. they had actually built on that, would it be less of an awkward moment for you? Because I agree. Now it really stands out like a sore thumb because it's just it's yeah. like shoehorned in there. Um. Yes, it still would, but it wouldn't be as bad. I think that that would at least lend itself to the storyline of those two and that character arc for for both of them. But because nothing happened from it, it really made it stand out. Like, why why was that even necessary? Great, she got that awesome line out, but why? You know, to have this really comfortable moment that really... Like, he's still in love with Ray, it's clear, but that storyline didn't even go anywhere. I mean, seriously... He sat there and kept, hey, I got something to tell you. Through the whole goddamn third movie, uh, uh, not Poe, good God, Finn, Finn. Mm-hmm. was running around like chasing after Ray just to say some stupid thing, which he never actually says through the whole stupid movie. And and fucking what's-her-name just takes off. I'm like, 
Okay, right her out of the damn film. Oh, God. This is just drumming yeah. up some bad She didn't bad. take off. She had to go study. <laughs> she had to go study. That's what she had to do. Oh, she had to go study. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and there's that, there's a little awkward, almost throwaway moment that JJ put in the movie in The Rise of Skywalker where they just have this little passing look at each other, like, no, I have to stay here. Are you coming? No, I have to stay here and go do something. And um, it's just, it was just like, okay, this is how we're tying that up. Yeah. Sorry. Great. That. And I, that made that made the kiss even worse to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that kind of answers that, Dave. <laughs> all right. Getting down here to number two, Luke tosses Anakin's lightsaber. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fantastic moment. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that moment. was pretty great. The great absolute moment. worst. It's right up there with that other fucking line from Incorrect. Stupid, Incorrect. Wrong. Oh, right, absolute me, right reaction that should have been had. Let, nope. let me let me hang on, Scott. But is it a cringeworthy moment? I mean, yeah. I if you want to say like it's a bad moment, it's an out of character moment, I will I will give you that, even though I disagree with you. But I can't believe you'd say it's just it's a cringeworthy moment. Like it it takes you out of things. I'm glad you brought this up, Dave, because now you and I are going to have this conversation. Yes, I wholeheartedly believe that. And here's why. It's exactly what I said about Leia and the walking rug line. If he would have done it in a way that felt real and in that moment, I would have accepted it a little bit more than I have in the past. I've argued, bled for this argument many times. And I'm going to say it again. If there was a real good delivery of that and not some stupid mm -hmm. fucking joke that he just tosses it over there and just stomps off like it's a fucking cartoon or something. I swear to God, you could have made that moment. Even if I disagreed with the way it was written and the lightsaber over the shoulder, make me believe that he is disgruntled or he just hates the whole concept of everything that's happened. I didn't. I felt like it was played as a joke, and I hated that. I hated it with a passion. I would have felt better about that movie because that's how the whole thing starts off. And from there, it went downhill for me. So that's one of my problems with that film. Luke, tell me why and make me feel the frustrations that you're feeling by tossing that saber. Don't just look at it like, oh, and it's gone. So I when 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 I think about that scene... I can't help but to pull myself up and out of the universe and think about Mark Hamill's reaction. Yeah. Mark Hamill said, that's not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and, yes. and, 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 and he, I think he was, he was reflecting the feelings of so many fans that like, you know, I, and I, I, we've had this conversation so many times. I know how you guys loved that, that the, the, the the twist on on that moment and and the um it's like what is the 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 thing that fans are expecting the least and let's give it to them and turn this thing on its head and i get that too but i have to agree with scott here i i don't feel if you go back and watch that scene i i almost oh, feel oh like, i have many times <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's a great I, movie it's I a great movie. I Worthy totally, of the watch. Totally, dis totally disagree. And I I don't feel like it's played very well. God, the commentary well, track for this when we finally get around to fucking doing that project is going to be 
a barn burner. It's I will a, tell yeah, the Wretched Hive fans that right now. It'll be a barn burner. The, the commentary track is going to be okay. Everybody, pause the thing right now. Will we have a thirty-minute discussion on this one? Is <laughs> 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 just going to be Greg and I screaming at Steve and Scott the entire time, and Nico like, "I'm trying to watch a movie, guys. Can we just get through the next two hours?" Swear to God, the Last Jedi commentary is going to make it a four and a half hour film. But wait, I want to say this because I want you all to know this. I want certainly Dave and Greg to know this. I have grown over the last year and a half, two years, and I want to say this. I appreciate your opinion on why you do like it. It's one of the reasons why I like many films other than The Last Jedi is that twist concept. I get that. I really, honest to God, do, and I feel for it for both of you guys. But that is exactly what what drove me to not like it. It's not the twist. It's just the performance and the delivery of the moment. Sell that scene to me as a Star Wars fan, as a as a the new trilogy that's really going to bring that home to us, like finalize everything, but they didn't, and they made a joke and a mockery out of that moment. That's what that's my opinion on it, but that's how I saw it when it played out. And I think Luke's performance, Mark Hamill's performance, could have been more palpable, more real, and made me feel that emotion at that moment more than just as a joke. More palpatinable. More All right. Talking about Palpatineable, the number one most cringeworthy moment. Here it is, guys. I've got a little audio for you. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> she looks over to the right and sees uh, the ghosts of Luke and Leia. Oh, there's a narrator. And here it is. That is your most cringy moment, according to ScreenRant.com. I will add, Daisy Ridley just last month was making the rounds uh, for a movie she was in. I think she was on Jimmy Kimmel Live with uh, guest host Josh Gad, who of course is a huge Star Wars fan. And uh, talked about Star Wars and her experience in it and shared that I don't have a clip. On, I'm sorry, I couldn't find it. But um, she's quoted as uh, saying, at the beginning, there was toying with an Obi-Wan connection, Ridley said. There were different versions. And when it really went to... I hear you're she- up and toying with an Obi-Wan connection there, Trebek. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> she, was, she was no one. Then it came to episode nine, and J.J. pitched me the film and was like, oh, yeah, Palpatine's her granddaddy. And I was like, awesome. And there were two weeks later, he was like, no, actually, we're not sure. And so it kept flip-flopping back and forth. And then when I was filming, I wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. So... And again, that's part of the problem. As they're filming the movie, they have no idea what the story is. Come on, guys. Well, here's the last paragraph in that same article. It's typical for a big blockbuster film to shake up their script even during production. Uh, But one would think Disney would exercise a little more care with one of its coveted properties. Oh, well, there's always the Mandalorian. So, uh, yes. Star Wars making it up as it went along. Game of Thrones, in the end, making it up as it went along. Harry Potter, following a pre-written, carefully, meticulously planned out and plotted out story. Which of those three were the best products, start to finish? Oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, Breaking Bad. 
Break knew exactly where it was yes. going to go. Yeah. yeah. Knew where it was going to go. Had it had a specific vision in mind. He said Vince Gilligan said from day one the only thing that could possibly end up happening to Walter White is he dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, to wrap this up, we never really put a, a final closing stamp on the Ray Kenobi, Ray Ray Skywalker, Ray Palpatine business. Uh, Nico, uh, we did talk about it, but Nico was correct. Uh, and, ish. and ish, but he, I, I think in this judge's ruling, he, he did win the day with that. And so, uh, we do owe him some beer guys. Don't I, mind I think, me while I, I finish the beer that I paid for. I think he got closest to, to the hole on the, on the green, on the golf course. Yeah. So we're like going for all thinking, right rules. Yeah, I'm just saying, if we're all taking our one shot, you know, at the, you know, the hole in one, sure, tournament thing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think any Best of us ball. got. I don't think any of us got the hole in one, but I think Nico got closest to the cup. I yeah. said she was a Palpatine. You also said she was a clone of a hand. I did, <laughs> and then I realized how ridiculous that was, and then I said she was a Palpatine. Wait, did did he say that she was a clone of Mister Hand? Mister Hand. <laughs> All right. Mr. So, uh, All right. so, so I, I was so waiting for one. <laughs> I was waiting for one thing to come up in cringeworthy moments, and I'm surprised that it never did. And I yeah. and, and I didn't want to like spoil the list because I hadn't read the list. But yeah, nobody with the Chewbacca getting his medal. Completely, absolutely cringeworthy. What the hell yes, was that even actually, doing? Actually, yes, that fan was service. That was cringeworthy. Fan servicing. Yeah. That was fan service. Yeah. That completely made me go, really? Come yeah. on. Well, he got Han's medal, I'm assuming. Seriously, I got more emotion out of the MTV Movie Awards when Carrie Fisher actually presented the medal yes. to him than the movie itself. So yes. that should have been a big clue to the fucking writers at the time. <laughs> hey, I got, I got more emotion out of the clip when uh, in the Millennium Falcon in The Last Jedi when R2 pops up the uh the leia hologram that like was. from a new hope like that that got me right in all the feels yeah and yeah. there were some there were some great moments in the sequels also and maybe we need to find to balance this out maybe we need to find a great moment list in the sequels because there are many the the throne room battle in the last jedi is amaze balls come on guys yeah pretty strong all in red with the red guard and everything like that hey yeah they do attack Black Ninja style one at a time, but uh, we'll I'll forgive them that. <laughs> what about the the missing knife to Ray's throat? Mm, yeah, the one that was like digitally altered. It just disappears from one frame to the next. What scene yeah. is that? I'm I'm missing that. I'm, I'm in, forgetting in that, that fight. It's it's in a, that it's same fight. Thing. One of one of oh. the red guards has Ray from yeah, behind, and, and he has. And you see, in one scene, you see him with two knives in his hands, and then in the next scene, he's got his arm around her, and they're, yeah. his, he's got his fist like next to her face, where there should be a knife to her throat, and it's just not there anymore. Yeah, it's just bad editing. That's all that is. No, that's good editing, because you couldn't even notice it unless you've seen the thing like six <laughs> times. No, it's true. The coffee cup in Game of Thrones got more press uh, early than that yeah, missing right. knife did. <laughs> I mean, I've got to, if we're talking pre, uh, sequels also, I've got to add the Jedi steps scene at the very end of um, The Force Awakens. When Ray finds Octu and walks up to Luke. Goes, I love goes that. up to Luke. It's yeah. brilliant. And John Williams, just amazing score. 
it's 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 brilliance right there. I love it. There's a lot of there's a lot to love. So we we need to give credit where credit is due. And so we'll find another list for for that. We'll make our, we'll make our own damn list. We'll That's do right. it live. We don't need your stinking list. The fact hey, they ch- filmed part of the Rise of Skywalker at Burning Man that was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, talking about uh, Star Wars storytelling, uh, some of the movies of late don't have the best plots and stories, but some of the best storytelling is in the games. We're seeing a lot of Star Wars, good Star Wars stories in these games. And um, EA has come out and just flat out said, we are just doubling down on Star Wars games with the success of Star Wars Squadrons, which was released uh, earlier. Two weeks ago. Actually, actually, was it was it uh, just at the end of September, right? So two I think weeks it was October forward. 2nd. I think it was October okay, 2nd. Okay, October 2nd. Thank no. you. Um, so uh, this uh, article in VideoGamesChronicle.com um, represented from EA saying, in addition to Star Wars Squadrons, we're working on several unannounced projects. Uh, innovation is tough, but we're uh, but it's also exciting and energizing. The team is super talented. The company is intended to double down on the Star Wars license following a string of recently successful game releases, including Jedi Fallen Order and now Star Wars Squadron. So, Greg, you mentioned that you played the game. Uh, wanted to get your take. How was Star Wars Squadrons? What do you think about it? Well, me as one of the resident gamers on the uh, on the old Wretched Hive here, I have played the game, and uh, it, it harkens back. So you got to describe what the game is, first of all. So if you've played any of the X-Wing, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, uh, X-Wing, I think Alliance is the other one. These go back to the early 90s. I think the very first X-Wing game was a DOS-based game that you had to load on from like three floppy disks or something like that. It's basically a flight simulator slash... Uh, dogfight type game. So it's you're piloting a ship, you're going and you're attacking other ships. So it's not like your Call of Duties. It's not like your Grand Theft Autos. It's not open world. You're not you know a dude hopping in from one ship and jumping in another ship. It's pretty much straight. You just jump in an X wing and you pilot it around. Mm. And I personally love these games when I was a, a younger man because I would I would say kid, but I would think I was in my twenties when these things came out and they were fucking fun. Let me tell you that much. Uh, Squadrons is a nice callback to those games. It is a good time. I don't know that it's worth $40 because that's the price of this game, which if you're buying games nowadays, most of these hot AAA titles as they come out are like 60 bucks, which is a lot to pay for a fucking video game. So at $40 is a nice break for it. I don't know if I would still pay that. So here's what I did, guys. I signed up for one month for the EA Play, and what I got out of it uh, was a 10-hour demo of the game. You could play, I think, only like the first mission, and then you could go in and you could do the multiplayer stuff. And it gets you a good, really good feel for the game in 10 hours. It cost me five bucks, is what it cost me. Five bucks, I, I got to play the game. Was I that swear it? to God, Greg, I thought you were going to say you joined like the Columbia House Record Club for video games or something like that. And that's that's how you exactly got what I did. I joined the Columbia House Records. I got two games for a penny, and I don't have to return them ever. But now I'm committed to spending $700 for 
over the next six months. <laughs> I, I love you guys that you get these references. I just want to say that. So I once tried to I once tried to return some Columbia House uh, CDs to the warehouse. You know, <laughs> they would, you they, right out of that store. They wouldn't take them. Anyway. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's it's it is very much the similar type of game though. So expect to be piloting some spaceships. Expect to be. Uh, Shooting some guns, except expect to be balancing whether your energy goes towards your shields, towards your engines, or towards your weapons. You got it's it's managing the load of where you're sending your power of your ship because you're getting shot at by a shit ton of X-wings the whole entire time. You're crashing into asteroids, you're crashing into star destroyers, but you don't die. How is that possible? I don't know. It doesn't just works that way. <laughs> Don't ask the too many that, questions. The thing Don't that gets me, though, is like, really, you feel comfortable giving EA more money after the fiasco that were the two Battlefront games? Well, I'll With tell all you the what. the loot Nico. boxes and the money grabbing. I'll tell you what, Nico. Here's what I did. I spent, I think, $10 on each of those games as a used game from GameStop. So I don't feel bad at all. But you're still supporting a money-hungry, big corporate entity of gross yeah. business practices. I gave them my five dollars, and they, he, you know, he and, also and, drinks coffee at Starbucks regularly. So what you gonna do? It's true. What? It's true. Unbelievable. It's true. I'm not gonna lie. Now, I paid thirty dollars for Mulan too. How would you think about that? I paid thirty dollars <laughs> for Mulan. Okay, hang on. Wait a minute. Of all of us on this podcast, you are the last person that I would have expected to pay money for anything that's in the digital media. I know, right? I know. He said on Ooh, the show that he was crazy. concerned for Disney's future. And who <laughs> are you? And what have you done with Greg Lent? Well, you know, I've got, I haven't done much the past six months. I don't know. There's been a pan. I don't know if you've noticed that there's been a pandemic, but there's been a pandemic. And so I haven't really gotten I, I out of my the house, house very much. much. What? I don't. I haven't also had, and, I, and you know, I had 30 bucks just laying around. And I said, you know what? I want to see a remake of a 90s classic that's just not as good. So that's what I did. <laughs> In <laughs> your I remake of 90s movie. classics budget was a little over budget. So you just. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, so overall, so overall oh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you, what do you give it? Uh, I would give it a thumbs up, but I wouldn't spend the $40 on it. So. You know, when it comes down in price, when there's a good another, another summer steam sale, summer steam sale next uh, mm -hmm. next year, or if it comes to GameStop as a as a used game, you see it in the used bin for like 10, 15 bucks. I would even go 20 bucks for this game. I'd spend the 20 bucks. Pop it in your PlayStation, put it on your PC. You know, if you have one of those VR headsets, Steve, I'm looking at you because you yeah. have those VR headsets. We do have the it, Sony uh, VR headset. Yes, this might be really fucking awesome with one of those VR headsets. So that might sick. be that might be the thing to do. It would be worth it. You'd be throwing up in an X-wing cockpit. <laughs> uh, now, do now what about the loot box situation? And you know, you got to pay to get the certain levels and stuff like that. Is that oh, a, still know. a thing? They still. I, or, I, I didn't. I just did the demo. I just did. I just did a ten hour, it, and it wasn't really like a full demo. Like you could just play it for ten hours and it cut you off. Like it gave me, it gave me a level to play, and I finished the level after about two hours, and then the rest of the time I just spent fucking around with it. So okay, yeah, cool. All right. And can you switch uh, um, vehicles? Like, you're not in an X-Wing the whole time, right? Can Sometimes, you... yeah. So the part of the demo was you spend half the time flying in an X-Wing and half the time flying in a TIE fighter. So, And then once you get out of that, if you do a multiplayer, you get to pick what ship you want to be with. So do you want to be the good guys or do you want to be space Nazis? Which do you want to be? 
<laughs> Got it. Okay. Are you asking me, or are you? Uh... Yeah, I want to know. Do you want to be a space Nazi? Um, yeah, space Nazis all the way. Mm. Disgusting. Is there space you, SS? You disgust me. <laughs> all right. Good. Thanks, uh, pasty guy. <laughs> That's for that review. Um, Nico, any any experience with this game yet? No. No, not uh, at all. And uh, I'm Nico hates not really EA. feeling it. I don't like EA at all after what they did uh, with, uh, right. with other things. Are you are you disappointed in Greg for even indirectly supporting EA in this endeavor? Yes. I want I want to get down to the meat of of the subtext I was picking up on there. Yes. <laughs> No, yeah. Um, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Mm. All right. So oh. just, just, just as a full <laughs> disclosure, Xbox was having a digital sale <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and I picked up like the original Battlefront for like four ninety nine. The old, old one that was Lucas yes. Lucas Art. The original Battlefront, not Battlefront Two, but Battlefront One, which Good I on think, the the, e, the EA Battlefront, because Battlefront yes. is a continuation of a game that was made like ten years ago. Correct. So that was, that was you, a Lucas you, Arts game. Yeah, you bought the first EA Battlefront yes. game. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 fuck you. You also <laughs> received the scorn and disappointment of Nico well, Rodriguez. I just, I just wanted to be fair. I was kind of, I was kind of poking around there to get some scorn and disdain towards greg i just wanted to full disclosure <laughs> i was equally worthy of that apparently so this was the night nico quit the show in rage because we supported indirectly ea i i pretty much directly supported it so it's all, it's all... <laughs> scorn scorn and disdain shared is scorn and disdain divided so, so if i confess that i bought battlefront 2 the special edition <laughs> in version would that be bad <laughs> you spent like a hundred dollars on that wow dude. super fuck you scott that's a super fuck you scott <laughs> so was fallen order was that an ea game uh was it yeah i think it was yes, i think, I think it was. so yeah, yeah. But you know what the difference is I got to pay for that game one time, and I got the entire game, and there was no. But you still supported EA. There was Be disappointed no... in yourself, Nico. Be disappointed yeah. in yourself. I am every fucking day, Greg, <laughs> and doubly so every other Wednesday night. This got this got really deep. This got really deep quick. Uh, talking about spending money on needless things, I have to say, we just had Prime Day. Amazon Prime Day. So you bought like a fuzzy keychain or something like that? I had, well, I had to mention I, I had to mention two things. One, uh, Star Wars Han Solo in Carbonite Waffle Maker. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you needed that. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it, but I was so close. I, this is definitely on the Steve. The thing Steve does not need but wants. Guys, uh, don't you want to be like the fly on Mike Pence's head, but on Steve's wall at work while he's trying to pull the trigger? Like, okay, the, the waffle maker. I know I can do this. I can do this. We can 29, all this. 29 bucks. 29. Don't make fun of Mike Pence's only black friend. But on, <laughs> wow. But on, did you write that or did you recite? Oh, I stole that. that's pretty good. I totally stole that. That's, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> on the waffle maker, the bottom is like a waffle and the top, it's like Han and Carpenter. You know, that pose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> I was very close. Uh, somebody, somebody does. I will before you buy it, Steve. There was I read somewhere, and I think it's on the the one of the Gizmodo sites that Io9 is on. Somebody yeah. had a review of the Waffle Maker, and it was Not disappointing. Good. Disappointing. <laughs> so okay, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I didn't buy it then. Yeah. Uh, but the one I'll thing that I, to you. I I might buy when we hang up after the show because it's on sale and it's still it's still Prime Day. The C3PO might, butt plug. I might get. An, <laughs> I, don't, I do not. Darth Vader dildo. I don't need another one of those either. Um, Vader. It is Christmas is coming, and I have not gotten anything for and Scott. And so is Steve. <laughs> Come to the dark side. That that is the official logo, the slogan on the side of the box of the Darth Vader dildo. One side is Vader, one side is three PO. It's just my. <laughs> um, the Star Wars The Force Awakens Chewbacca Electronic Mask. Oh, the mask? The, the mask? mask from oh. Hasbro um, that that spawned Chewbacca Mom is on sale. Seventeen, oh. 17 bucks off. This thing is normally 45 bucks. Man, this show is just a blast from the past today. Yeah. It's $28 on Amazon Prime right now. Ironically enough, what made Chewbacca mom work was the honest, sincere delivery of that, I where know. she wasn't looking mm. for the joke. It's yeah. just, it's really ironic right now. Yeah, <sighs> no kidding. No kidding. Uh, and there, there is a quote I have somewhere. I'll have to insert it here. <laughs> insert here later. Um, you know what's Dead wrong with, with the, it's Scott? You know what's wrong with the world? Chewbacca mom. That's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> I think, I think that, I think that was Scott's quote. <laughs> so good. Scott wants that on his tombstone. Okay, okay. Steve, so Steve, you spawn this right now. So now, from what you're talking about, yeah. Of us have had one of those purchase moments or a possible almost purchase moments of some bizarre Star Wars thing. I'm going to confess, I almost invested in the Tauntaun lightsaber uh, sleeping bag where it looks oh, like. Oh, I wanted. I, 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 I had one of the shopping cart for a while, my, and I never pulled the trigger on it. You I, found, I found a Han Solo Hoth costume online that looks pretty strong. Oh. And I just. I. I can't pull the trigger on it. I'm like, where would I put this the other 364 days of the year? Okay, right next to your director Krennic costume, obviously. <laughs> well, that's already taken up a lot of room in my closet, my friend. You know, you know, the geeks in us would full on be. Are, are you doing the brown coat or the blue coat? It's, it's huh? the blue. It's the blue coat. Ooh. It's the blue coat. Mm. Check that out. Mm. Like the blue. The good. blue. The blue snow coat, though, because that thing's yeah. hot to wear in Southern California. I don't know if yeah. you knew that or not. <laughs> You know, I don't you think get actual snow coat, Greg. It's a costume. So oh, okay. Costume. D- Dave, I'm sure you could get Christine to wear the uh, Leia Hoth. You know, you could go as a pair because she's so, got that's a cute. It's a cute little outfit that Leia wears. I'm sure Christine would wear that for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she would too. But the the thing that annoys me about that particular shop is it, it also sells the the slave Leia costume. Uh, Surprise! Uh, but it, it sells they it. They don't have your size. No, but but no. My complaint is that they sell it as the sexy slave Leia costume, and I'm like, what uh, other uh, fucking kind of slave Leia costume is there? Yeah, uh, it, it's redundant. Mm. Scott's with fucking... He's annoyed. He's annoyed by this too. I am. It's a little redundant. Way fucking annoying. Seriously. The no. sexy COVID nineteen costume. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Hey guys, we we had a couple of stories that we we talked about covering. We're running a little bit long. 
But I did want to talk about uh, about the movie industry story that uh, we've all been sort of talking about offline. And Dave, you brought this up in the pre-show. Uh, are we going to have movie theaters to return to after this uh, uncontrolled global pandemic is resolved? Will we have movie theaters still standing? It depends on how long it continues to go on. I mean, since since we were last together, uh, Regal, which is the second largest chain in the country, has yeah. shuttered all of its theaters again. Uh, they have no plans to reopen. Uh, AMC is still open at this point. Why? I God only knows. But they have indicated that they are burning through cash and will run out, if not in the fourth quarter of this year, sometime in the first quarter of next year. And I'll be honest... I don't see a magical cure materializing, let alone being widely distributed by March 31st, 2021. So if the major theater distribution chains are going under, where are theater, where are movie studios going to release product going forward? And you see a glimpse of that this week. Disney reorganized itself and reprioritized where streaming content is is on the importance chain and you just kind of look at how they're scheduling stuff to come out you look at mandalorian it comes out on the 30th it has that weekly release schedule through december 18th they have an original movie that's scheduled to drop on christmas day and wandavision is supposed to premiere sometime that last week of december and start its five or six week run going into 2021 studios are going to be driven at least in america to this online delivery model and Disney Paramount Universal and Warner Brothers they're the ones that are going to be in the driver's seat for it because they have distribution platforms already in place mm. you know places like uh, MGM uh, holding on to the Bond movie I don't know what they're going to do I truly don't but if the theaters start continue to fold and are not able to recover it's going to be a sea change for how we receive content going forward. Like 2019 may have been the true last hurrah. Disney may close out the, the end of the movie theater age, having had a 38% of the box office. Cause that's the last year where there will be a traditional box office. It's a possibility at this point. You know, it would be sad for me uh, to to see the the end of that because I do love going to the movies but you know if we just live in an age whether it's just art house theaters like the the New Beverly or 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 the Saban or something like that you know, then then so be it mm. um, but on the other hand for me personally like the quality viewing opportunities that I've seen have come out of the things from the TV um, you know yes I love going to see Marvel movies as much as the next guy but you know, up until the last season, you know, it was Game of Thrones was the shit. Uh, Breaking Bad was the shit. You know, Mandalorian is the shit. I like all of these high concept, you know, recurring shows that I can watch over a 10 week period of time. Um, and and I'm not sad to see more resources put into that medium because I get more entertainment value out of that for me personally. It, 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 that's interesting too, because I've read that TV production is way, way down right now because of the yeah. pandemic. There yeah. was something like between mm -hmm. 550 and 600 shows being produced on an annual basis prior to the pandemic. And now they're down to somewhere between 250 and 300 being produced. 
yeah. which is still way more than I have time to watch. But the content stream has been cut almost in half on TV, and original filmmaking has been cut down to the bone at this point. Yeah. Uh, I One interesting factoid that I was not aware of, uh, movie theaters in the metro L.A. and metro New York City area apparently account for almost 20% of the box office business in North America. Wow. And wow. that's why those two areas being still shuttered uh, has had such a negative impact on the movie industry. That's why it's felt kind of weird. Like, wow, theaters are open everywhere except like these small geographic areas, but dense, dense population area with just hundreds and hundreds of screens. Not able well, to open. Here's a here's a stat that old that well, I don't know if it, you may have seen it already, but here's a stat that blew my mind just this week. I read that Hocus Pocus, the Bette Midler, mm-hmm. um, Kathy Najimy, Sarah Jessica Parker movie from 1990-something, mm. be- became the top-grossing movie of 2020, overtaking anybody? The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Special Strikes Edition. Back, yes. And I was as I was browsing through movie theaters last week as they were open, I noticed that The Empire Strikes Back was playing, and I was this close. Mm-hmm. Putting wow. down my tickets, putting down money on a ticket to go see Empire, but I'm like, you know what, movie theater's bad idea, and yeah. I didn't do it. All I, right, I, 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 I'm right there with you, Greg. And honestly, if you had called me and said, "I want to go," do you want to go? That probably would have pushed me over the edge to say yes. Yeah, I probably probably best best I didn't talk to anybody because I could have been talked into it very easily. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> let me let me present this to you, you guys. Uh, so, Greg, you you brought that up. Normally, that was that's an impulsive thing. I mean, I shouldn't even say impulsive. You want to go see a movie, you're going to go out and buy a ticket, you're going to buy it online, you're going to get there at the box office, however you do it, or you've done it in the past. Are you at the point, because of the situation that we were, we're all in, if you did start to feel that that urge to go see a movie, you have to take a lot of stuff into consideration. Like, for me, yeah. if I even entertain the idea of sitting in a theater for two hours – I would actually start to ask those questions like, how full is the theater? Do I have a hazmat suit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I okay. would. Yeah. So, so, I, I, so I will come clean. So um, as you guys you know. cheating little bitch. You saw it, didn't you? <laughs> you I, 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 did not, I did not go see uh, Empire. I was tempted also. I had the same reaction. In fact, Lisa said, hey, you're off. Like, I'm off every other Friday, as you guys know. And uh, so she's like, hey, I'll skip work. Let's go to like a noon show. Yeah, it was very tempting, but we didn't. But But you saw Hocus Pocus, didn't you? We did not (laughs) go see Hocus Pocus, but we did go to the movies uh, two weeks ago and we went and saw Tenet in the movie theater. In a theater. We did. And? Uh, On a Friday that I was off, we saw like a one o'clock show. Uh, there was like two other people in the theater with us, so didn't feel at risk at all because it was very empty. Um, but it was it was weird going and buying a ticket, and I I had that same thought process when you said you know you would start thinking about how full is the theater, Scott. Um, I went through the same thing. Of course, I asked you know how many tickets are sold. When I went to pick my, she said you know you can pick on the screen, you can pick your seats. And virtually the whole thing was empty. So I picked the two that I wanted. Actually three because uh, Josh went with us too. And um, yeah, so we went and saw Tenet. And it was pretty weird. 
being in the theater, but it was an empty theater. Didn't feel at risk at all. I, I wouldn't even entertain going to like a seven or an evening movie or something. I just, uh, even if it was socially distanced, being in a room for two hours with that many people, uh, I wouldn't feel good about it. But um, in in our scenario, it was fine. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, but it, I, I had bets laid down. I did not expect Steve to be the one to be the first one out the gate. So uh, cleanliness, cleanliness of the theater relative to how it used to be. Did it feel any different? Did it feel like they did, was the seat squishy from disinfectant that they? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember it being any different, other than, of course, when you walk in, uh, there was a lot of distancing measures put in in place. You could yeah. only walk certain areas in the theater. They were they were taped off on the carpet. Um, Leather and, or cloth seats? Leather or cloth? Um, I don't remember. It might have. I think they were leather seats. It was a newer theater. Yeah, so I, I think I could only go, go someplace would have that would have leather seat, seats that I'd known that they were, you know, at least wiping down prior to. Down. Yeah. yeah. Or have or you know, if you're using the person. correct antiseptic spray, you can spray cloth and disinfect it. Yeah, you can, but then your seat's wet, you know? And I don't know if that's disinfectant or pee. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. That That's happened. That's happened. <laughs> yeah, I used to take the blue line to work, as you guys know, and that's the morning what, game. <laughs> it was like the, it was like mystery liquid. What am I sitting in now? <laughs> Let me ask you a mechanic question about this. So was there actually somebody taking your ticket or was it was a paper ticket even issued? Paper ticket was issued. Yep. Through the glass in the front. Mm-hmm. And uh, did someone take our ticket? I don't believe so. I think that was our, no. You know what? It was at the concession stand. I had to go up to the concession stand and pass my ticket to that person. Because I, I there talked was no to a, a intermediate, friend. Yeah, I talked to a friend who went to a movie, you know, down here in a different county than where you live, and he said, you know, I bought the ticket online. Like there was literally nobody at the box office. Like I just walked into the theater, you know. Yeah, bought some candy at the concession thing and walked into the movie that I wanted to see. He's like, part of me was going, why is there no security to make sure I'm not theater hopping? And he's like, they probably just need the business. They don't even care. They're just happy I'm here mm-hmm. buying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so that was our experience. And uh, would I do it again? It yeah, I would do it again because it, it felt very low risk, but I would be very extremely... Mm-hmm cautious about selecting yeah. when you're, you know yeah you're 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 weekday in the in early in the day you know yeah. when you know nobody's around you know is, yeah. if it's a friday night or a saturday or even any night really because people do get out on during the week and and <laughs> if it's or if it's you know any time during the weekend then you just wonder yeah. um you know i i don't know i i i will miss movies i i that's one thing yeah. that makes me very sad i do <clears throat> like going to the movies but because yeah. it it is a death spiral right now because the movie studios don't want to release something into mm-hmm. theaters because they look at what Tenet did domestically, mm-hmm. and it it's not even making back the budget of what it costs to shoot the movie, let yeah. alone all the other marketing and overhead costs or profit. Even so factoring have, in over the overseas money that's come in, even factoring that I, in. I mean, it'll it'll that'll help out, but they they count the movie studios on these big tentpole franchise movies. They count on kind of making things back 
yeah. on the domestic front. And a lot of times they sign distribution deals to split this this stuff overseas. So they're not even seeing all the direct all the direct money from it. Yeah. Like I think but, with yeah. Titanic with uh, Fox and Paramount, I think that was the distribution deal is Fox kept all of the money from one distribution source and Paramount got the money from the other distribution source. But it, question it, but nobody mm-hmm. hang on, Nico, let me finish my point and then, then I'll do your, your question. If nobody has confidence to go to the movie theaters to see the product when they're out, let alone the theaters aren't even open in the two biggest markets for people to go see, they're never going to release the movie into theaters because it's yeah. just a, a huge money loser at that point for them. Yeah. And so that's my, where the death spiral comes in. Sorry, go ahead. So yep. my question is, okay, so it comes out, it's a big money loser. Tell me, how much movie does or how much money does a movie make that's never been released? Zero. How much money does a studio make for a film that they have ready to shoot that they just never release? Zero. Well, that, it, and how does tricky, that pay but, back a budget? But well, the, trick, the trick there is, can the theaters outlast the studios? And the studios can probably outlast the movie theaters for distribution. So they're going to bank that, that me going and buying the Blu-ray is going to pay for the movie? Or... I think they're assuming, I think they're all assuming that movie theaters are still going to be there for them to present it to. And I'm saying, I don't know that the movie theater chains will survive. The studios, Disney will be here longer than Regal Cinemas will or AMC theaters. For sure. So, and that's my question. How much money does, or yeah, how much money does a movie make that was never released in theaters? Because there's not, there might not be theaters to release movies into soon enough if movies aren't being released. In terms of how much money will a movie make that's never been released into theaters, I could look at the New Mutants box office total real quick and have a, a good answer for you, probably. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. De- de- depending on the movie, like, obviously, you know, one of the big tentpole Marvel Studios films is always going to be released because it's always going to make going to make money, you know, but they they shit out these movies at rates you wouldn't believe, and the New Mutants is going to be the example I was going to bring up. They finished that movie four years ago. Ugh. That's incredible. So, so that and you know, and there are cases where there are movies that are in the can that are just never released. I mean, that you hear these stories of these movies all the time. There was one with Jessica Lange that won Oscars. You know, this was going back 15, 20 years ago now, but it it, it had sat, you know, finished and ready to be released for like four or five years, and just because they didn't feel the need that they wanted to get it out in the world. And when they finally did it, it was literally a critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed Oscar winning movie. So it just depends on the movie. And, and to touch on the point of Greg and Dave here, I think prior to this pandemic, the way studios would make money off of films that weren't ever released were usually uh, digital releases like DVDs or VHS back in the day. But even if they tanked that way, you have all these other tentpole movies that, like Greg was saying, like the Marvel films. You know, they they might have some shitty film or five of them in the in the in the can. Nothing's ever going to get released and just put out somewhere. But you know, you have Marvel making 1.7 billion dollars off of one, or Disney making that much money off one of their films or five of their films in a year. That kind of offsets the cost of the films that aren't making that much, plus the budgets of the of the films that they're filming as opposed to a Marvel film or a Star Wars film or something huge, is way less for some other shitty movie that probably won't get released. But now with this pandemic, mm-hmm. Dave's got a great point. If the theaters start going away, the studios are going to last longer 
but they're going to have no platform necessarily to release them on. Obviously, in theaters, you're going to have to go to TV and on demand and other new ways that maybe we don't even know about yet. And and a lot of people are saying, hence, Disney's reorganization announced this week with an emphasis on streaming, with an emphasis on direct consumer engagement and interaction. Yeah. So WandaVision is going to be the first Marvel TV Studios release that uh, comes out on Disney+. And I'm telling you, if this doesn't get better, you're going to see Black Widow on Disney Plus through a paywall, just like you did Mulan. Yeah, and, and I'll way, pay for it. <laughs> and, that, and by the way, that I will buy. I will. I will. I, I'm there with you. Mulan can fuck off, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but you for life. But honestly, oh, and you know what, guys? I, I, we got a million things to talk about, and I know we got to streamline through this or get through it fast. But we have to have a show to talk about all the stuff that's been talked about with the Marvel announcements that have been going on the spider-man 3 stuff Mm. um the whole live spider-verse that's going to be happening that's insane so we have to get to that eventually yeah i gotta say i am giddy as a schoolgirl over the idea of seeing dr strange and spider-man on the big screen again together like those those two ditko characters in tom holland and benedict cumberbatch interacting again for one more movie thank god in heaven yes yes And the whole idea of bringing Electro back from the Andrew Garfield, which is going to tie in possibly Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and Tobey Maguire. There is a pos- a real possibility. Well, I, Unless, I, Until they bring back Nicholas Hammond, I'm not going to get too excited. <laughs> you know, that just bringing, bringing in Doctor Strange, you know, considering his next movie is called The Madness of the Multiverse. Um, mm. I mean, it's 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 done. I mean, it's a done deal. There, there's going to be a multiverse. And they're tying in Tobey Maguire. They're tying in Andrew Garfield. They'll the fuck. They'll probably tie in the the into the Spider Verse, you know, cartoon as well. Yeah. Lord only knows what they're gonna do, but yeah, I I think it's a guarantee that it's happening. And the recent announcement, I think they're casting um, Miles Morales. So. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. If if there is a multiverse coming, I'm just asking Disney right now, back up the Brinks trucks and make it happen, even in a three-minute scene, Robert Downey Jr. meeting Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It, just, it, <laughs> it, needs, it needs to happen. Yeah. Not right, Deadpool this... meeting Hugh Jackman? <laughs> two, two on the nose. Two on the nose. I uh, want to see... Uh, Deadpool advertise aviation gin. <laughs> no tweet of the week. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Oh, I oh, am wow. my daddy. As you know, Greg, my standards for the Star Wars tweet of the week are very high. Very it's high. Full garbage. And and uh <laughs> I just couldn't find one this week. So, yeah, no Star Wars Tweet of the Week. You'll just have to wait until next week. Maybe we'll have two next week. Ooh. Never know. Or next show. Double the pleasure. Double the fun. <laughs> Guys, we're two weeks out from The Mandalorian. We're two weeks out, roughly, from the election. <laughs> we're, we're, we're two weeks and a day out from Armageddon. <laughs> we're two weeks out from hearing Dave... And his soliloquy we're a, on the we're 2020 a, election. We're a fortnight away, if you will. That's right. Are they going to announce the president by fortnight? <laughs> oh, my God. In a fortnight? 
<laughs> in Fortnite? Just expect a tweed storm that week. <laughs> oh my god. Do you yes, think the coup, if he the coup the coup will be announced by Twitter? I can promise you that. I can't I guarantee say, a lot of things, but if he do, if he doesn't get it, does Twitter shut down his account? I I don't know. No. I just know that this this is a man who objected to the outcome of election an election that he won. So why is anybody going to be surprised that he would object to the outcome of an election that he loses? Yeah, he, he's never going away. He's it's never ending now. I it's, know. Just like. Have the pop culture equivalent of syphilis. You can't get rid of this guy. (laughs) Guys, episode 163 is in the books. That was a fun show, guys. Any final thoughts as we wrap up episode 163? Yeah, I just hope we make it to the the full eight weeks of The Mandalorian so I can see all eight episodes. That's all (laughs) I hope for. There you go. Go vote. Yes, God damn it. Vote wherever you are. Vote. Please. This ends my TED Talk. Do it. Disney, hire me. Just vote. Give me some do it, Greg. Do it. Uh, it. I don't have it right here. Oh, that's okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. it. Guys, have a great couple of weeks. Get out and vote. Nico. And may the force be with us all. Well, it's actually a treat for me.